This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to Are We There Yet? I'm Katie Gossett. And when babies arrive, they come into a whole new world of things that are constantly changing. And as they grow, that roller coaster doesn't stop. Uh yard was looking more like a lake <laughs> and we're like oh no we need to go and we lifted as much as we could up by grab the grab bag which was only partially organized and we left with our friend who just evacuated a couple of dogs swimming through the floodwaters. Have we come to terms with it yet? I'm not sure and it's a little bit of just hope and pray that something is going to come back to some kind of normality for us. Cyclone Gabrielle and the ongoing aftermath have been tough for so many families. It's affecting homes. The water was like lapping at the steps to the house. It was rushing in, so we really thought that we'd lost the house. And livelihoods. The stress of, you know, we're on a farm, are we going to get our stock out? How are we going to do that? And I guess that stress is also probably reflected back on the kids. Unfortunately, here in New Zealand, it's not so uncommon. Over the years, many parts of the country have had major devastating floods. West Coast News Review, a weekly programme with the spotlight on the Westland. This report is from 1958. The scene is Oteira in early January. You'll remember the serious Boxing Day flood, which caused so much havoc in the township. And this story from a young mother will now sound pretty familiar to a lot of North Island families. I got straight out of bed and dressed and went to the children's bedrooms and got them up. But there was no lighting, so it was rather difficult. With torches and candles, we couldn't go out the back as the water had surrounded around the back door. And the men carried us along to a house straight opposite the railway station, which is a lot higher. So back then just like now, dealing with floods or any kind of natural disaster is overwhelming. I suppose my shout out to you would be to just give yourself some time and go back to the basics because those basics matter. So that's Catherine Gallagher, our clinical psychologist, with some advice about how to move forward. When we're busily searching for that complex solution, we can sometimes feel a little bit lost. And in fact, the most complicated solutions are often actually starting with really basic First steps. And what she means by those steps is, are you safe? Are you warm? Do you have food? That stuff really matters. Because if we're not feeling safe, then some of that higher level thought and wondering and worrying actually doesn't count. Because actually our systems aren't settled enough to take that on board. 
the next big step, often neglected by parents, is we need to look after ourselves so we can better help our children. Your kids need you to be in the best shape you can be in. And at the moment, that might not be great, but it's as good as it can be. And please prioritise that, because your kids are looking to you to know how safe to feel. And I think that at the moment, you might not have all the answers for that. You might not actually be feeling very safe. And that's actually okay. But as much as you can do, if you can settle, if you can regulate yourself, if you can be as calm as you possibly can, take care of yourself, then your nervous system is going to be talking to your kid's nervous system. And that means that they can then start to feel safe and more settled. But while we're staying calm, we do need to talk to them about what's going on. It is tempting sometimes to try and shield them from things. But if we protect them too much, then their little minds are running away with them and they can fill in the gaps that we're not filling in. So if you can, try and give them enough information that's age-appropriate about what's going on and what might some next steps be. We try and be as open and honest with the kids as we think is suitable. Like there's things that they don't need to know, but try and approach it with being as black and white as possible. We feel kids do better on black and white than any grey areas. So it's good to allow some time so you can really discuss things. Really natural when you've gone through a tough time to go, we got through that, now let's move on, let's be positive, let's not think about it. Unfortunately, the brain doesn't work that way. When it has a really scary experience that sort of sits outside its experience or its frame, it really wants to make sense of it so it can extract the wise lesson and kind of know what to do next time. That means that we have to kind of think about stuff that's happened to us. And when something's been scary, we don't often put down those memories in a very organised way. So questions and memories and nightmares, all of those things, which can seem pretty distressing, can actually be the brain's attempt to try and make sense of that messy experience. So we've all had that time when our child comes and says, look, I've had a crazy dream. In this context, it's really good to talk to them about what it all means. You might actually support them in actually filling in some gaps that their brain hasn't got yet. As a family, you might say, well, hey, remember when that happened and what did you do? Oh, and I remember that happened, but when did that fit in? So you're actually trying to start to piece together the story of this experience so that can help their brain be settled about it. And kids will have not just memories about what's happened, but concerns about what's coming next. And you might not actually know the answers to that. That's okay to tell them. I suppose the things you can lock down is we're going to be okay. This is really tough right now. I might not have all the answers, but guess what we do know? We love each other, we're safe, we've got support, and that we've got some steps ahead of us. And those steps at the moment might be the next hour, might be the next day. And in time, we're going to be able to look forward a little bit more. So it's good to give space to those worries. So asking, when are we going back? How am I going to get to school? Am I going to be able to play netball or rugby in the winter? And we just can't answer that question at the moment. My younger son, who's been a lot more emotional and the been a bit more fallout with him. A few more outbursts, even just a couple of days ago in the car, he's like, Mum, what's going to happen when I die? And I'm like, oh, that's a, a deep question there because he's, I think, a lot more aware of, you know, the, the lives lost. But while you want to deal with those concerns, you've also got to strike a balance. Because too much information can lead to that sense of overwhelm. So you might not have, you know, the news on all the time on the telly. Little snippets, 
you translating that news into their kind of language and things they might understand is really important. But just having free reign over the news is probably not as helpful for you or for them. Likewise, if there are too many worries going on, a change of pace can help as well. But if you notice your child is worrying a lot, if there's a lot of what ifs, what if that happens, what if there's another flood, then that might be something that's really appropriate to boundary a little bit. So we want to allow some time to talk about those things, but if you notice your child or yourself ramping up and a lot of the questions are based on the future, then it is really appropriate to say, hey, do you know what? I reckon that's your worry brain kicking off. Let's actually just take a deep breath, let's have a cuddle, let's settle down and let's go off and throw the ball around or let's go and do something and change the tune a little bit. So one useful thing can be getting back into routines, the normal stuff of life. It is important to get back into the swing of things whatever kind of swing it is now. Now there may not be routines that you're used to. You might be sleeping in different beds. You might be being in different houses. You might be all over the place. But as much as possible, even amongst that change, if there can be things that can be made routine as much as possible, even as where's my toothbrush and do I have my normal flavor toothpaste? That's really handy because the brains love to know what's happening next. Kids can even be roped in to help out with some of the aftermath of the floods. Everyone knuckles in and helps everybody else. It's the philosophy of everybody here in Te Araha. Police and army, first of all, fire services, council workers, linesmen. Now it's the people's turn. So this is an RNZ Spectrum documentary about Te Aroha, a little town in the Waikato, which had a devastating flood back in February 1985. Contractors bring in their dozers, farmers give a hand with tractors, school kids carry water. As you hear there, the children mucked in to help, so rather than feeling worried about a situation beyond their control, it may actually have helped them to feel part of the solution. But if they can get out there and shovel some silt tidy something up or make a bed, that can be really handy because if they can look back on this experience and be reminded of when they showed some agency or were able to feel powerful and involved and brave, then those are the things that can really help them feel better about this experience when they look back on it. And then there's you, or us, as parents. We mentioned briefly at the start that in situations like this, we need to look after ourselves. And now we all know that as parents, Sometimes that flies out the window. We tend to put ourselves last, and here we are doing it again at the end of the podcast. But look, it's important to try and manage the things that worry us. Catch your own worries and notice when you might need a bit of a break or you might need some other resources around you because what we know is worries can be contagious. And if you're having a hard time containing yours, then that can make it harder for the kids. Of course, that doesn't mean you're not going to have worries. This was a situation worthy of fear. Absolutely. And in fact, to say to the kids, look, I was really scared. They probably saw you scared and explain that, normalize that. I suppose it's just a matter of those worries are getting in the way of your functioning and finding it really hard for you to feel settled. Then that's when some extra support might be useful and to tag team a little bit. There was four or five of us mothers and we sat there and we cried because the situation and the enormity of it just came and hit home like you know we'd been to town and everyone was all normal and everything was ticking along for them they were doing the school drop off whereas yeah, our world's just been flipped upside down so a problem shared with friends is great and again when we say look after yourself that means the really basic stuff eat as well as you possibly can obviously food you know availability is going to come into that but eating and sleeping can be really important. Try and get some sunshine, try and get some exercise, 
and you know if you can slip in some fun there yes there's lots of problems we need to deal with but can we actually just get the cards out of the monopoly or can we go for a walk because those are things that just give give your nervous system a bit of respite a bit of connected time and that can make us all feel a little bit more settled and the way you get settled and work through it all will be unique to your family you'll manage this as you typically manage life and your kids are used to that they're used to you so you can't really get this wrong hey you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna overreact underreact that's okay there's this thing called rupture and repair and that's really permission for us as parents to get stuff wrong and have do-overs and the key thing is to pay enough attention so that we can actually listen in and notice and touch base with kids and make sure that they're okay. And if we have got it wrong, acknowledge it. Whoa, I lost my temper there, hey? You know, there's a lot of stuff on board. I'm pretty full up. So I'm really sorry about that, guys. Whew, I needed to take a deep breath. Now let's try that again. That kind of experience wasn't a mistake. You know, that was actually about being real. And it's important for your kids to see that. The main thing is to love them, take care of yourself, be curious, and um, you're going to be okay. And that's it. Hope that's been useful. This podcast is written and produced by me, Katie Gossett. It's engineered by Alex Harmer, and our executive producer is Tim Watkin. Thanks to Na Taonga Sound and Vision for the archival audio, and to Adam Hutchinson from Overcome for additional audio. You can find other episodes on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Or go to the podcast page at rnz.co.nz and while you're there you can also check out It Takes a Village which has more parenting advice from our 9 to noon show. Ka kite and take care. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.